Welcome everyone to another episode of From Scribble to Skyrocket, a podcast about preparing for change and where I am documenting my preparation for my sabbatical. It has been quite a social weekend, so I'm struggling with my voice a little bit, but we move. So over the last couple of weeks, um, I was invited by Beverly, you might remember her from a couple of episodes ago, to come on her IG live and yeah, just talk about the sabbatical, ins and outs, preparation and yeah. So you will be able to find that on her Instagram or on the Vibe365 Instagram page. So it is saved. So if you're interested, go have a look or have a listen. There are a couple of things that we spoke about during the live that I also want to cover on um, during this episode. One of the things that, you know, she asked was about, you know, how the um, formal process works in terms of applying for a sabbatical. Obviously, in my case, I am a permanent employee, so I either have two options. I quit my job, so just hand in my notice in accordance to, you know, my contractual notice period, or I formally request a sabbatical, and I have done the latter. And that is also because my work policy on sabbaticals allow me to do so. I think some small companies don't necessarily have a sabbatical policy but that's not to say you can't ask for a sabbatical with that being said i wanted to kind of distinguish between sabbatical and career break because i think the key distinction is usually career break is you you leave your job basically whereas with a sabbatical in the way that i've done it um there is an end date to it so you're not leaving your job and in my case as well and I guess what is the which is the purpose of it as well is that my years of service continues so I I remain employed it is just that I won't get paid during that employment I know there are some companies who do offer you know some a percentage pay during a sabbatical after set years of service kind of like as a reward or something but that's not the case for me So I finally received my um, letter as well, my official letter from HR, finally. So everything was kind of internally approved in terms of like my immediate team, but nothing from HR. So I finally received my letter, which confirms my last, basically when my sabbatical is effective from and my expected return date. It also confirms like I mentioned, my years of service continues, so it confirmed my start date, and um, it confirmed that benefits, which I thought would be the case as well, any benefits I'm paying or salary salary sacrifice, certain salary sacrifice, not all of them, because some salary sacrifice when you decide to like leave or not be paid, or you know voluntarily take un- unpaid leave you still have to pay for that salary sacrifice because essentially the company has paid for it upfront for a certain period of time. But I knew I was taking the sabbatical, so I didn't opt for any benefits that would tie me to that type of commitment. But yeah, so things like pension contribution and stuff like that, obviously, that, um, that gets paused. 
what I did think was interesting and I didn't really think about, it makes sense, but I didn't know, I guess because my employment continues, I still accrue annual leave days. So upon my return, I'll get paid the annual leave days that I accrued. And I was like, oh, that's, uh, yeah. It was just something that I haven't given any thought. I just thought, and it's in line with some type of work regulation as well. But yeah, I didn't give that any thought at all. I just thought, you know, it stops and it might get prorated. You know, when I'm back, it'll get prorated for the year. But I'm getting it paid back, which is nice. And then I guess obviously if I decided to leave during my sabbatical, so actually hand in my notice and terminate my employment, that means my whatever they'll pay me would be up until that date. And I got an email the other day notifying me that my tax code had changed. So I kind of obviously went online, looked it up to kind of see why. And um, yeah, it all made sense. But it also then made me realise if I'm not going to be working for a couple of months a year, and especially if you, you know, you pay as you earn, they calculate the tax based on your salary, on your income, and assuming that that's what you're going to be earning for for the duration of the tax year, essentially. So that means given there is a gap or, you know, given there is no income, basically, for a significant amount of time, I could possibly expect some type of tax return. And I think this can either be like lump sum or it can be done by adjusting my tax code so that I just pay less tax on like future earnings. But yeah, obviously (laughs) I would go for the lump sum option if and when it gets to it. But yeah, I'm not going to spend time trying to calculate what that is and all of that type of stuff because I'm not going to be planning with money that's not in my hand. That doesn't make sense. But it was just something that I was just like, oh yeah. So yeah, I ought to take a note of it because as much as I don't forget money related things, I might forget it. So yeah, hopefully not though. I don't think I've received a tax return before, so I don't know whether there's a window that you have to do it and this is the thing right when you're due to be returned money it's always you that have to action stuff like my internet provider overcharged me and they were meant to refund me money but they i had to request for it but when it comes to the direct debit and taking payments nah that goes you know that goes seamless automatic but for them to now give me money back i have to request so this is why i should take note and check whether there's like a window for like claiming it back and things like that. So the general terms of my contract would still apply. And it also had it there in a separate paragraph. I kind of need to revisit my original contract, but that I can't be employed elsewhere during my sabbatical unless I receive permission in writing. So I don't intend to work anyway, so that hopefully wouldn't apply. The chat with Beverly ended with her asking me, you know, a key tip that I have. And what I shared was, um, I guess, just making it a priority, you know, 
because there's it's all well and good wanting to do something or saying that you want something but at, you know if you don't do anything <clears throat> excuse me if you don't do anything towards it or you don't put your money where your mouth is you don't put your time where your mouth is you don't put you know your actions where your mouth is like are, are you really making it a priority then generally when you make something a priority you focus on it you let all the opportunity cost you accept the opportunity cost of you know making it a priority and it's easiest to say no to things or to to basically just focus on that thing that you want so it's basically just a question of how bad do you want it and if you really want it then you'll make it a priority and I also feel that when you focus on something in that way that doors tend to open as well especially whether it's like in the form of um, help or in the form of advice in the form of networking in the form of money I tend to feel that when you're you know you've got your eyes on the prize kind of thing and you talk about it to the right people the right doors would open for you anyway that's what I believe kind of just law of attraction so that's why certain things yes speaking it into existence but you also have to do your actions and your effort has to match it as well but yeah like I said so the conversation is probably about 20 25 minutes long and it's on Instagram at vibe365 so you can watch it there but uh speaking on tips I realized that I've never actually looked up tips or Googled tips or anything like that. So I thought, let me Google and uh, see what the internet has to say. And the internet in this case is Forbes. So I was reading an article um, published by Forbes that talks on basically 16 coaches give a key tip on how to maximize the time off. So it's essentially 16 tips on maximizing your time off. And some of them are interesting, some I agree with, some I don't necessarily agree with, but you know what, let's just run through them. So first one being set realistic expectations for yourself. And I feel that this one is absolutely key. And a level of self-awareness is obviously required for this. You know, like when you're in an exercise class and you have to do 10 reps and maybe, you know, you're doing six or eight and hoping that the instructor doesn't see or, you know, something similar. And when the instructor or the teacher then would say, oh, the only person you're cheating is yourself. That is exactly the same thing that applies here. There's no point setting unrealistic expectations when you know you're not that person or you know you're not that person yet that's just gonna i feel like that's just you know a recipe for either exhaustion or being drained or just being disappointed like be realistic and set expectations in the context of yourself because at the end of the day you're, you're going for you i'm saying you're going because i'm traveling but it's something that you're doing for yourself so be be realistic about it and also, can you really get something good out of it if you don't know yourself or if you're doing too much or too little even? Another one being know what your goals are, 
you know whether are you going to be chilling are, are you is it going to be practical is it education i feel like that's pretty standard actually one is make fun your priority i completely and utterly agree with that fun does have to be your priority um i was listening to a podcast where they mentioned you know make sure you feed your inner child and make sure you prioritize the life you know aspect of the whole work-life balance thingy but yeah making fun your priority i feel is definitely key and that's something that i will definitely be doing plan to grow personally and professionally see this one i personally i'm not i don't know how i feel i don't the way I view of sabbatical is the whole work-life balance thingy. You're basically pushing the work to one side and you're prioritizing life. So the plan to go personally part, yes, 100%. The plan to grow, to grow professionally mm, during the time that you're not working or that you're taking a break from work, I'm, I don't necessarily agree with that. And also, if you are in a, obviously it's sector specific and all that type of stuff, but generally if you're in a good place of work, there should be room for you to grow professionally without having to take a sabbatical. Unless you're pivoting and doing a career change and then you're going to do some type of course and that then goes back to the point of, you know, set goals for yourself that you're going to do during this. That's different. But if it's genuinely just to take a break, then nah. Like, I mean, I might peek a bit at LinkedIn or, you know, read some articles to make sure I'm on top of what's going on. But nah, 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 nothing more. <laughs> Develop a strategy with key stakeholders is the next one. Again. Mm, I, again, I don't, yeah, no unless maybe if you're self-employed and you know and you're taking a break from working and you're service-based I can understand that just from a you know relationship maintenance point of view otherwise again that's not something I necessarily would agree with and then number six is to make a plan to reinvent reinvent yourself so this again kind of goes back to the goals bit and the expectations part i feel like reinventing yourself doesn't necessarily need to be planned i feel like as long as you're open to it and you're open to different experiences and you know open to challenging yourself to be out of your comfort zone so that you gain things that you can incorporate back into your life if that's what you want or back into your mindset or whatever then cool however if you start off resistant resistant resist yeah <laughs> so i don't know why i'm repeating so many times then yeah it's pointless so number seven is determine the reason for a sabbatical that's yep i won't go into it but i agree yeah rediscover your natural passion and energy i love this one 
because I feel like this relates back to the, I mean, the article bit does also talk about your, you know, what made you feel joy as a child kind of thing. But I feel like it does go back to, okay, take away work from the equation. What does your life look like? What brings you joy? What do you enjoy doing? You know, what energizes you? And just go with it. So I like that. Check in with colleagues occasionally. I feel this was written by clearly American business coaches because while we're constantly checking in on colleagues and maintaining stakeholder relationships and like, (laughs) seriously, no offense if you're a business coach or based in the States and are both, but uh uh-uh, we need to let this go. Do not focus on work completely agree use a sabbatical for a good reason so these are quite repetitive now have the end goal in mind so this applies for me because my end goal is to be more proficient in spanish than yeah than i am now basically to improve my spanish i i'm not going to like quantify it or put some type of um measurement measure to that but I believe that there will be hopefully some significant improvement just through immersion. So that's definitely my end goal. So some of these are a bit more repetitive, so I'm not going to say them again. Another one is, yeah, make sure you have enough money saved up, which um, to me seems quite self-explanatory. And if it's not about savings, then perhaps passive income would be something that, you know, would um, fund your sabbatical. Number 15 is one that kind of took me aback and that I, you know, I thought about it, but I'm trying not to think about it, which is prepare to embrace post-sabbatical change. I felt like I said embrace, like with a Z. Prepare to embrace, there we go post-sabbatical change and that one I'm like oh although I've like given thought to post-sabbatical life I guess but that's more in the sense of what's next because yeah I'm always just thinking what's next and to be honest and I've mentioned this in a previous episode as well I'm trying not to think about the what's next after the sabbatical that hasn't even happened yet. However, this particular tip talks about, you know, uh, making sure you're clear about what post-sabbatical life will ideally look like. So I assume that would, that means, you know, the things that you've gotten out of it, how would you incorporate it positively in your life moving, going forward? And also preparing to embrace changes around you and the changes within you. And that's of course true because I'm coming back and things will change by all means. The world is obviously not going to stand still. I don't think it's going to change drastically because at least, you know, I do plan obviously to stay in touch with friends and family. Like it's not as if I'm going to be out of the loop, but 
It's true. My or the way I will feel returning to this environment will obviously be different. I don't know how different. I don't know what to expect. But it's just it's I think it's only sinking in now after reading that. But at the same time, I mean I'm here for it. I'm here for the change. I'm here for, you know, the readjustments. I am looking forward to what I'm going to get out of it. And um, I do hope it will change my perspective on things for the better. What those things are and will be, again, I I don't know. I'm just going to have to, um, like I said, be open to new experiences and to definitely drop certain western mannerisms as well that you're just so used to when you're in a very routine urban life or when you're living a very routine urban life let me put it that way so yeah i'm looking forward to it though i really really am so that's as far as it goes in terms of external tips but uh yeah some i agree with some i don't agree with and one that made me think basically (laughs) so i have an announcement the website is finally live scribble to skyrocket.com so on there you will find all the episodes so you can listen to the episodes on the website where in the episode um, certain resources have been mentioned, there will be included and links to those pages as well for easy reference. And you can contact me via the website as well. And uh, yeah, so it's finally live. When you have time, go visit. And um, as always, feel free to get in touch with me if you want to do that via email, scribble to skyrocket at gmail.com. If you want to do that via Instagram, you're most welcome as well at scribble to skyrocket. Thank you for listening to this week's episode and I'll speak to you soon.